Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today, I'm taking you back to May 1986, when one of Britain's best-known Afro-Caribbean hairstylists went to train in the legendary salon Splinters in London's glamorous Mayfair. She went on to become known as Queen of the Fro. This programme does contain an account of racial bullying. And when I saw the salon, I was like, wow. You could just feel the exclusiveness, you could feel the luxury. It was like the elevation, it was something that I've never seen before. The types of women that came in also really made me feel proud and empowered me to think that I could be one of them. So there was the likes of Dinah Ross to Janet Jackson to uh, Maura Stewart, you name it. Like, I remember I was quite friendly with Bob Marley's kids. That's Charlotte Mensa. She was the first black woman to get a place in the British Hairdressing Hall of Fame. But before she was making waves in the UK, she was causing a stir in Ghana. So I moved to Accra at the age of three months to live with my grandparents. I arrived in Ghana in a Moses basket, 1970. It was like the talk of the town. I, was, I think I, you could say I was a bit of a celebrity because everybody would come to our house later and say, oh, you're the baby that arrived in the Moses basket. So it was like a thing. I grew up in this massive compound house where my grandmother had eight children and they all had kids. It was like close to 47 of us living all together. But it was a very, very joyful house. It was very atmospheric. My grandmother was a very kind of spiritual woman who loved to pray, so we never went to the doctors. She would just pray, like if we're not feeling well, she'd be like, okay, close your eyes, she'll say a prayer, and the next thing we're jumping up and down, or she'll just put oil on our forehead. So I grew up with this very strong sense of self. Things changed for Charlotte when she was 11 and went to the UK to live with her mum. It was a difficult time, but what confused her the most was the amount of attention her hair was getting. In Ghana, everyone, we all had like a teeny weeny afro, so it's only when I got to London that I realised that hair was a thing because everybody in my school had like their hair relaxed. They all had like cornrows with beads. I turned up and my hair was like two inches long and everybody laughed at me, literally. Like I was bullied so much, so... I would go home and say to my mum, I need to look like the other girls. I want the beads and I want my hair relaxed. And she'd be like, no. So she decided to thread my hair, which is an African thread using like cotton thread. It's basically, it's like a form of braiding, but you thread the hair in sections. And normally it's like it's shaped in geometric shapes. Oh my God, I got to school. Three students picked me up to hang me on the ceiling because she kind of did the shapes like hooks. And I think that was the worst day of my life. I remember just feeling so broken and uh, bullying just never stopped. And also the kids just thought, oh, you're not cool. You're not with this group. You're not in this posse. You're not in this clique. So you're not part of the, the happening crew. And I think that really affected my confidence a lot. And I used to be so shy. I never even wanted to smile because then 
even when I smile, they'll say, oh, you're a cabbage patch doll, you're black and, you know, you've got rubber lips. Like, it was just on and on and on. Sadly, at the age of 13, just before my 13th birthday, my mum passed away. So then I kind of became a mum. So I became a mum to my younger sister. I would take care of her hair. I'd read her a book, you know, we'll cook. And then, um, you know, she would say, where's mum? And I'd be like, oh, she's gone to heaven. And, and I, I felt like all of that was like a type of bonding for us for me and my sister and also it almost felt like mum was there when we were doing it because that's what she would have done for us and through that that's how my love for her developed because it just became a thing that was like healing for me and then a friend told me about a salon that was in the west end that was a really amazing place and she had just gotten a job there that salon was splinters known as the first ever luxury black British hairdressers owned by Winston Isaacs. Famous for its celebrity clientele, it was the only place you could listen to Diana Ross, watch her get her rollers taken out, and tell her you really did think her version of Ain't No Mountain High Enough was the best. Oh, so that day at Splinters, it was like 1986. It was May, I got the letter to go for the interview and I remember getting up really early. I ironed all my clothes the night before because I'm like, this is a top salon, I want to look great. So got on the train to Oxford Circus. So it was such a big thing coming out of the train, running down Regent Street, then I turned off to Maddox Street. And when I saw this salon, I was like, wow. I mean, just imagine a five-star hotel. It was something like that. I remember just seeing Winston, who was this tall black man. And, you know, it was almost like a father figure when he opened the door. And it was like, oh, it's so lovely to meet you. I think I was even shaking. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. Like, the interview went so well that he told me there and then that I got the job. And I think I was skipping home. Winston was just this incredible human, honestly. He was just more than hair. He was so into like you as a person. He had so much knowledge about character building. And he would say to us, oh, look at you, you're chewing like a cow. Take that chewing gum out. This is one of the things he used to say to us, like he'd be like, you can't be late and we will be rushing because if you the tube is late or anything, you're scared because you know that he's standing by the door with a towel. He normally used to flick the towel and like just, I mean, you would not get away with that now in this day and age. But in, in those days, you just thought, you know what, I'm going to make sure I come back early next day. We had to be shampooing for at least six months. He wouldn't let you do anything else because he wanted you to be the best shampooist. I mean, if I could say black excellence, that was Splinters. It was definitely black excellence. And Winston made sure Splinters sounded as good as it felt. Yeah, the music was always on. Back to life, back to reality. Sometimes you, people break out and dancing, like in the middle of the day, they'll be like, yeah, I like this. And they do their little bop to it. A lot of like Luther Vandross, Rare Grooves. There was Soul to Soul. Yeah. Teddy Pendergrass, there were so many, Barry White, I mean, I could go on. It was just so many. With Back to Life on the radio and the salon under Winston's watchful eye, the scene was set for some very funky hairstyles. Oh, my God, the, those days was like curly perms, jerry curls, everybody came in. I used to neutralise until my hands turned into prunes. 
So basically, once you've got the rollers put in, you have to rinse the hair out for at least 45 minutes to an hour. It's like the most tedious, horrible job you could have. And then two years later, from about 87, came the relaxers. It was all about that round brush blow dryer. The hair was bouncy. And it was, it was the thing, you know, like everybody that walked out, they had that kind of dynasty Dallas type of styles. It was amazing. I loved it. After Charlotte had perfected her curly craft, she started her own business. And in 2002, she opened her salon, which just like Splinters, has grown to have a world-class reputation. This shop has seen from Hollywood superstars to the girl who just, you know, works in retail to the student and no one judges anyone. And that's what I love about this space. And when I came to London, that, that was what was missing for me. And I'm able to create it back, so. Created a little slice of uh, the, the Ghanaian compound here. Yeah, the compound on Port Villa Road. Yes, the compound house is right here. Britain's Queen of the Fro, Charlotte Mensah, was talking to me, Anushka Matanta Dowerty, for this edition of Witness History. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.